There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast and happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. That's right, everyone. Congratulations. You made it to Friday. Acknowledge the space that you're in. The weekend is ahead of us. There is so much hope on the horizon. You can call me Hopio today. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Hope on the horizon. I love that for us. I'm darn great just enjoying the season that we're in. We need to acknowledge the space that we're in, which is the holiday season. And it's Mm -hmm. before Thanksgiving. Everything is ahead of us. The vibes are Mm -hmm. immaculate. The chili is Mm -hmm. on the stove. The weather Mm -hmm. is crisp, really wherever you are, because we're catching a nice breeze here in Florida, too. A nice chill. So it must be nice. I wouldn't say chill. I would say breeze, a wind, a gust of wind. Um, So it must be nice for lots of people, except for those in Western New York, where there's a huge snowstorm coming through. Unprecedented, they say. So stay safe out there. Other than stay safe, um, six feet, they say. I'm hoping we get like one foot. Yeah. But this is like all the way up in Buffalo. So we probably should remain unaffected here. But don't forget to make a chili before the snow comes. I think that's a huge, huge lesson in preparedness. It's true because it really like chili holds so well. It actually gets better you like the, the longer it's in the fridge, in the freezer. It's just a suggestion. A little just snowstorm chili. Merely a suggestion. Um, it's Friday. I think that's such, such a big deal, mm-hmm. um, that we should really, really talk about personally. Like I worked last weekend cause I had shows. So like, I haven't had a weekend now in two weeks, not to make Friday about me. I'm just like really feeling like I need this weekend, you know? What are you going to do with your weekend? That's the thing. I have like a few plans here and there, but like nothing crazy. I'm really looking forward to a, a nice blend of catching up on some TV, watching, uh, watch, uh, watch, reading books, seeing friends, maybe having a cocktail or two. Um, It's just, it's exciting. It's thrilling. I'm honored to be here. And I'm wishing everyone the same kind of weekend energy that that I'm hoping for. Yes, Godspeed. And for those of us prepping for Thanksgiving, now would be a good time to test some recipes that you're not sure about. I might try out my mac and cheese just to make sure it's the right Um. mac and cheese. Well, if you want the right mac and cheese, just get it from a box because I never tasted a mac and cheese at a restaurant or from someone's kitchen that was better than anything I found in a box of Kraft, Wacky Mac, Annie's, any of those things. Yeah. The Weight Watchers one. Don't sleep on the Weight Watchers mac and cheese because that shit is fire. I agree with that. But also it's kind of fun to make mac and cheese. That's not something that's super laborious. It's like mixing the cheeses, boiling pasta. It's really easy. No, but I'm not saying because it's hard. I'm saying because it's never as good. Like if I went to a Thanksgiving meal and they had a big old bowl of Kraft mac and cheese, I would be like Michelin star for everyone. Kraft James mac Beard. and cheese is so delicious and I won't contest you on that. But to have a big bowl of it in addition to everything mm. else, it's a little sickening in the literal sense. Since that's no, another word that we've completely abused. Because I would say it's sickening. Okay, then you should do that for your Thanksgiving. No, I definitely will request it wherever I'm going. And it's not going to be here. Oh, you guys, I'm so excited. I feel like I'm living two lives right now because I'm just like sharing my life on my Instagram. And then I have to like come on this show and I forget everything that I've been sharing. But because I already shared it, you know. Well, so that's like a, a thing that like, so you really like, just with Harry and like being pregnant, like you really stopped being so active on Instagram. And now that, you know, you're literally Kylie, like I feel like I'm getting my personality back. You're obviously now like becoming more active on Instagram. And it's a weird line to draw when like you want to share what you already shared on the podcast on Instagram because most people have already seen it. So you don't know if you want to be like repetitive. Well, it's not about being repetitive. For me, the issue is once I've shared it somewhere, it's like, okay, it's shared. I don't need to remember to say it on the show. 
Do you know what I mean? But like yesterday right. my dining table arrived, which is something that I need to sh- shout from the rooftops because I've been waiting for it for months. It came in time for Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. And I'm so excited. It's crazy how excited you get about furniture when you're an adult. Like I never thought I'd be so excited about the arrival of a dining table. No, because like living in a house that doesn't have a basic like a a dining room table a couch those are cornerstones of a home and so whether you're in an apartment or whatever like not having like a cornerstone piece is so annoying yeah so I'm so excited to get my Thanksgiving show on the road and now I can like start setting my table I haven't found the right centerpiece yet for the holiday festivities so I might have to what about a picture of me enrolled no, I don't think so. Like, I think since so. you're not going to be there, I think I should just focus on the people who are present. So maybe it'll be like a picture of me, Olivia, Zach, Zach, Michaela, Rold, and Levi, and Bruno. And then on the side, a picture of like me and the kids. Maybe. I'll see if that's what they want. Just, I feel like it would really boost the Thanksgiving ruach. And then last night, I cooked a delicious meal. Did you see it? You would have loved it. Salmon teriyaki with rice. You didn't Mm-mm. see it on my Instagram? No, isn't it rude when somebody doesn't watch the content that you worked really hard on? It was just a picture. You didn't have to watch anything. Then I must be delayed. You must be delayed. Anyways. But now, now you know just a smidgen of the hurt I felt over the last two years where you explicitly told me you don't listen to my stories with sound. Here's the thing. Two things. One, if there's captions, that's really helpful. And two, if it's just a video with no even like caption about like what this video is about, I'm probably not going to watch it. And that goes goes same for me. If I post a video with no captions and no one-liner about what you can expect to be hearing in this video, then I don't expect you to to watch it. I will understand if you don't. Well, I would never do that to someone else. I'm sure that's what you do all day is tap, tap, tap. Not to somebody I admire and respect, but maybe you don't admire and respect me. Maybe. I think that I do. I mean, we'll never know. I think we know. I think we'll never I know. Think anybody who listens to the show can tell you that I have so much admiration and respect for you. Wait, so that's nice that you made salmon teriyaki, but it does pale in comparison to what I got to do last night, um, which was sit down and interview it's a true. Holocaust survivor. It's true. Uh, not, not that it's like a competition of and our also, night. Also, like that like, was like kind it, of in the afternoon. No, it was actually at five o'clock. No, you so sent the picture evening. when it was done. I hadn't even started cooking. So it's like not comparing our nights. No, it was it was literally like I left that place at like 530. Because so. you had done it in the um, afternoon, but okay. No, because it literally started at 430. <laughs> so like that's the evening. Um, it's actually, it's a gray area for sure. Let's, let's just call it that. Um, it was amazing. I was obsessed with this man. And he's obviously dedicated his life to Holocaust, like awareness and education. Because when I posted a picture of us on Instagram, like so many people messaged me like, oh my God, he spoke at my college. Oh my God, he spoke at my shul. So he's like doing the Lord's work. And he started, he's so cute. So he like is retired and he worked in jewelry and he came to this country with like five, literally $5. He lived in Poland after the Holocaust and lived under communist rule. And he was like, I mean, it wasn't ideal, but compared to the Nazis, like it was freedom um eventually they uh they were offering like citizenship to polish jews to israel um after israel was created as a state and so him and his family moved there and he had been studying law in poland and his sister had been studying medicine and when they moved to israel she continued to study medicine but their dad was killed in the war so he had to provide for the family so he never got to you know finish his education as a lawyer and then after working in Israel for so long and supporting his family, he wanted to move to America. So he came to New York. He said his mom gave him $5 <laughs> and put him on a boat. And he came here. He didn't speak the language. He, you know, one of his cousins, like, knew someone, got him a job being a janitor in um, a factory that made jewelry. And he slowly, over the years, worked his way up in this factory that he was a manager. And then he heard about this smaller factory coming up for, for sale. He was able to buy it, started his own business. It's, like, really the American dream. Um, and he has since retired and he has devoted his life now to Holocaust education. His granddaughters are toasters. Like I can't, um, and he has a foundation called the Mark Schoenwetter foundation that, um, it was a lot, honestly, like when he was telling me about it, I never heard of a better foundation in my life. They just raise money and then they give these money in grants to schools that don't have the resources to teach kids about the Holocaust. Um, so it provides like, yeah, funding for like materials, books, uh, curriculum. And now I'm obsessed with this foundation. Like I, I'm going to do a fundraiser. Like I I was like, his daughter runs a foundation. I was like, you just have to let me like raise money. Um, 
And so I just want to prepare everyone. Like I will be hawking you all for money sometime soon. Um, I'm going to be like texting every rich person I know being like, I will never talk to you again unless you donate $5,000. So I am so excited about that. So I just want everyone to be prepared to get your wallets out. Oh, I love that. You have free reign to talk about it as much as you want on this show. And I would love to help you in any way that I can. No, like I'm, we're going to, I want to, my goal like is to raise $100,000, which I think is like a lot, but I think we can do it. And let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so it's just a really fabulous So where evening. can we see this interview? So it'll come out. It's a part of a series of videos being released on Hanukkah. So it's like one for each night. I am one night, me and Mark. Um, it'll be all one up on my Instagram. One for each night we share as we light. Shed. To remind, to remind oh, us of days long light? ago. We share a sweet light. I think it's shed, but like that makes no sense. How would you shed light? Oh, we you could be oh, like. You shed light emanating no I definitely no, maybe it is shed it's to remind interpretation. us of days long ago one for each night we shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago honestly Hanukkah music does not get Hanukkah oh Hanukkah, Hanukkah. can light the menorah let's, let's have, have a party and all dance the whole that's funny gather around the, the table. table we'll give you a treat you gotta go Sevi bone to play with and latkes I got to it. eat and, and while we are playing the candles are burning bright. One for each night we shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night we shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. No, like if they played that song in the club, <laughs> oh my God, I would not be okay. That song bops. I totally forgot about it because everyone, when they think of Hanukkah music, they do the classic dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. It's good. It's for the kids. You know, it's, 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 it's okay. Then you also think of Adam Sandler, which is cute. But really nothing slaps quite like a good old-fashioned klezmer version, Taylor's version. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. And if you do it with like a Yiddish accent. Oh my God, and Mark spoke Yiddish. And he was like making him teach me all these phrases because it's a forgotten language. Mm-hmm. It was just an amazing afternoon, uh, evening. <laughs> So you agree? You gaslit me. No, it's amazing. It's actually hard to tell what's evening and what's afternoon in the winter. You know what else is gaslit? A menorah. Go get yourself one and publicize the nest. Yes, Hanukkah is coming up, but let's not jump when ahead of ourselves. When is Hanukkah? Such a good question. Every year, different. It's different. You know, we go by the Jewish calendar, which means that Hanukkah lands on a different day on the English calendar, lunar. Um, I'm actually going to look this up just in case I need to start buying me presents i i haven't gotten your present yet but i've gotten for everyone else december 18th oh it's the 18th until the 26th so it's like really in the christmas season that's nice so we can be included we'll be so included i kind of liked having it like separate like i know like we're special whatever i'm not gonna complain um so We've got a great show. Lots to discuss. I'm really excited to get into the Ticketmaster of it all because there's so much going on. I don't know if you know all that's going on. Um, and I feel like I'm going to come at it with like a really healthy and non-toxic point of view, which is a rarity in the Swifty community right now because people have lost their damn minds. Yeah. So without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know. I think you should have said without further ado. Are you for real? Because today's episode is sponsored by Thuma. 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 No. Stop. You're my Thuma. Take your headphones off. Thuma. Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. 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 Let me be your Thuma. That's right. Today's episode is sponsored by Thuma. Your bedroom deserves a refresh, and now is the perfect time to elevate the most important room in your home with Thuma. I think we all can, you know, point to an experience in our lives where we have had major frustrations, you know, contemplating divorce when it comes to setting up furniture that has to be assembled. But Thuma's different. They're not like other furniture companies. And the bed by Thuma, which is handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, you'll find beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain. The minimalist design, which features Japanese joinery, helps elevate any space. It's super supportive for your mattress, it's breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise and create space. So <coughs> in terms of assembly, the bed comes in three easy-to-maneuver boxes, which is not a lot for a big old bed. 
and it's super easy to assemble, five-ish minutes, no tools required, and it's easily buildable yourself. And the perfect platform bed frame just got better because you can now customize the bed by choosing between the original pillow board or their new solid wood headboard based on whatever vibe you're going for in your room. The fabric pillow board adds softness and color to a space while the headboard offers solid, sleek support. The headboard attaches directly to the bed using Japanese joinery, so no tools are required and you can buy it with the bed or on its own as an upgrade. Thuma practices an intentional less is more design philosophy, so that means clean lines, subtle curves, and lifestyle enhancing details. They also work with one tree planted over at Thuma. They plant every tree they plant one tree for every bed and nightstand sold. All of their essentials are Green Guard Gold certified. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home with the bed by Thuma. Now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. Go to thuma.co slash toast. That's T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for the $25 credit. Okay, ready for our first story? Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's public ticket sale has been canceled over extreme demand, Ticketmaster says. Ticket... Tickets, tickets, tickets for Taylor's Eras Tour will no longer be put on sale for the general public on Friday today, Ticketmaster said. Fans, fans flocked to the ticketing website, which is part of Live Nation, earlier this week for the first round of pre-sale tickets, causing site disruptions and slow queues. The site was only supposed to be open to around 1.5 million verified Taylor Swift fans, but 14 million people, including bots, hit the site, said the CEO of Live Nation's biggest shareholders. Yesterday, Ticketmaster tweeted, due to the extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems, an insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet that demand. Tomorrow's public on sale for Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, has been canceled. Okay, so there's so many things to break down here. First is the CEO of the parent company of Live Nation and Ticketmaster went on like GMA or something, basically delivered all these facts, you know, enough people signed on during pre-sale to fill 900 stadiums. That's what he said, which is a crazy statistic. Um, and this is what we were saying earlier in the week. If you had been required to put in your pre-sale code, into Ticketmaster before getting in line, 1.5 million people would have been in line as opposed to 14 million people who had no sort of barrier. You could have went on Ticketmaster.com and got there. Like, it was so- Is it really that simple? Is that really the fix? Yes. Like, it's someone really, well, no, no offense, just, was that's, that stupid? Yeah, someone was that stupid, first of all. That, that's a huge thing. The second thing is, is you, we never should have gotten to a place where General On Sale had no inventory left. The point of the pre-sales, whether it was her verified fans or Capital One, is there's an allotted amount. Maybe it's like 20% of the tickets go in pre-sale, another 20% go in uh, Capital One, and then 60% go for the general public on sale. So they, and I'm sure Taylor is furious that her tickets were never able to actually go on sale um, because that's not supposed to happen. So that's a huge, the fact that they left no, they put up every ticket for sale during pre-sale is unheard of. That's not a thing. Like there's a certain percentage saved for pre-sale and then general public, gets the rest um i don't think there's zero tickets left that's it's not insufficient inventory insufficient which means very little or not as much as they should have and also 14 million people signed up for pre-sale how many people were about to sign on for general public and right. they did not have sufficient tickets i think now they want to this is just like my theory. I think they want to pause. I think there will be a public on sale. I think they want to try and get back these tickets that either bots or scalpers got. Maybe they'll buy them back. Maybe they'll cancel those people's orders if they can verify that they're not real fans. Well, that's And very then there sweet. will be a public on sale when all of this is sorted. That's the vibe I'm getting. Like there will be an, a public on sale. They're just not ready today. Okay, that's interesting. I hope that that's the case. But you know, Live Nation does work with ticket brokers, scalpers, bots. Like they do work with those companies because they get a kickback for reselling one ticket for 14 grand. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why people are so mad at Live Nation and Ticketmaster because it's like a, it's a dishonest and not transparent way of doing business. Yeah. So I don't know. They, they stand to lose a lot to cancel all those orders. But they're getting so much backlash that, like, perhaps it'd be worth it. I don't know. A lot yeah, of people, and they're getting so much backlash that it's becoming, like, political. So it's yeah. like, okay, should we give these tickets back? Or should we, you know, be on the floor of Congress explaining yeah. why we should be able to keep our company intact? Right, right. No, no, you're right. It's getting political. People want to take this to, like, the Senate. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it is a monopoly. And it is, like, you, sure, try going on tour without Ticketmaster or Live Nation even remotely behind you. You'll have to play in a public square Live Nation, a lot of people don't realize, not only is Live Nation a promoter, they also own venues. Most of the venues I perform in are owned by Live Nation or the promoter 
that I'm working with mostly Live Nation. Like every Fillmore in the country owned by Live Nation. So many mm -hmm. uh, different arenas. Like if Taylor would perform without them, she would literally be performing in Central Park, which would be stunning. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But then there's also the element of like what involvement and level of responsibility Taylor has. She hasn't said anything. You know, people are leaving, you know, writing open letters to Taylor, you know, disavowing their, their fanhood. And I just think this is a peak example of toxicity, entitlement, and like generally, you know, unwellness in fan communities. Like if you're going to decide, let's say for you've watched this whole saga, you've seen how Taylor has, you know, re responded or not responded, and you've decided you no longer want to be a fan. That is completely on you. We don't care. We really don't care. Again, this is not in an airport. You do not have to announce your departure. Just go quietly and we really don't fucking care. Not only do we not care, but if you're going to like write an open letter or make a TikTok of yourself crying, um, you're really just exposing yourself as mentally unwell. And now yeah. your friends and your family like know this about you. No, it's and true. And if you went viral, then, you know, millions of people know this about you and you should be embarrassed. No, and that's not to say that, like, you can't criticize Taylor because this definitely should have been handled better. We don't know exactly what level of responsibility or blame we can put on her and her team. But she definitely, like, should say something, you know? So I think it's okay to be, like, critical, but, like, to disavow and, you, you know, know... I think, okay, I think she should say something, like, just to the effect of, like, oh my God, you guys crashed Ticketmaster. Like, this is crazy. We're doing our best to like figure this out. Like, mm -hmm. thank you for the support. I don't, she doesn't need to like apologize. She doesn't need to like disavow no. Ticketmaster. Just like, just to, she could say something, but if she doesn't say something, like I'm totally fine with that too. By the like, way, same. She doesn't need to say anything, but if she wanted to, like she could, it literally doesn't matter. It's not going to change anything. It's just going to make people feel better. Right, but the I think facts the point, remain. The you point didn't I'm get trying to make the point I'm trying to make here is like I'm not saying like you can't be critical of the situation. Like, sure, you want to talk about it, sure, but like to cry and write open letters and start blogs about why you're not uh, being a Taylor Swift fan anymore is really like a deeply unwell thing for you to do, and like you need to evaluate why you are are like that. You know, that's more of a you thing than a Taylor thing. Yeah. So the the takeaway for me, which I think for a lot of people, the takeaway is like Ticketmaster, Live Nation. Yeah, all of that. But like I'm looking inside our community of Swifties and seeing that some of you fuckers are not okay. More than that, if you're willing to be done with Taylor, the music, right. the years she's giving you, the bits and pieces of her heart on a platter because you didn't get your ticket, you're not a real fan. Uh, Ever were. Uh, never were. 100%. Um. So I, just for anyone wondering, still don't have tickets. I'm not worried. I will, one thing about me is like, if I'm committed to something, like I will find a way in, I will sneak in, I will, you know, scalp outside. Like I'll get a ticket. Um, I know that's not the case for everyone. So if you didn't get a ticket oh. and you're not going to get a ticket, like that does suck. That totally sucks. But yes, you know what but, else sucks? I you know, war, famine, terminal illnesses. You're okay. Also, her past few tours have been, been recorded and released as specials and they're really really good and so like everyone at some point will be able to see the show even if it's not in the way that they wanted like let me that's tell you nice to know how last night before bed I watched reputation world tour on Netflix and I've seen it a few times but I haven't seen it in perhaps years and like you know I always say like I don't believe in the reputation hype yada yada but like it really is like so good um and I always liked it but like it was never like a top one of mine but I watched like the second half of Reputation and I saw like Dancing with Your with Our Hands Tied, Dress, King of My Heart, This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, Getaway Car, Don't Blame Me. And I was like, damn, like this album really is that bitch. Makes you think. And I was like, really? Ben said he felt like he was watching, um, <laughs> like he was hanging out with Michaela, like and he put on Moana and like left the room and she knows all the words and like she's seen it a hundred times. It was actually like an amazing comparison because he was like, you want to watch Reputation? And I was like, Yeah. You are to Taylor as Kaylor is to Moana. No, totally. Except neither Kaylor nor I like have toxic ideals when it comes to being a fan. True. So this has been like a very interesting um, like dialogue in just like the ticketing industry. And of course, like something actually does need to change. There's no reason why like ticket scalpers and bots get priority over actual fans. Like if you want to be a scalper, sure, get in line with everyone else. 
Yeah. It's capitalism, you know? We can't stop the scalpers, but they shouldn't be in line before me if we got there at the same time. Yeah, and they could be in general public. Yeah. Like, I'm not against not. scalping. Like, people have to make their living, sure. Scalpers gotta scalp. But at the very top, like, Ticketmaster enabling and prioritizing those scalpers, that ain't right. Mm-hmm. That ain't right, simply. Yeah. But Taylor, I love you. If you do want to like say something, yeah. If you do want to, you know, release a statement or talk about it um, at a friendly podcast with hosted by two fabulous Jewish girls, um, of course you're always welcome here. Yeah. I know she was just like waiting for that. Yeah, it's just like an invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Are you ready for our next story, which is a little book news? Really, Whoop. really exciting yeah. book news. Paris Hilton is ready to share her journey to icon status and a billion dollar empire in her new memoir coming out in March called Paris, the memoir. Oh, people can exclusively reveal the cover for the star's upcoming book, which chronicles her rebellious youth, the abuse she claims to have endured and her rise to global superstardom. So the cover, this is just like spare a few weeks ago. We got cover title release date and I'm, fucking stoked i mean paris has lived many many lifetimes like i think what i really realized oh it looks like a magazine it's cute it um does. i think what what we all realized when we watched her documentary is like we really don't know paris at all and that was just like a small insight into her life i mean there's so many eras i would be so curious to hear about of course like the nicole ritchie era of course um growing up at the waldorf with kathy and rick like there's so many different things she's the perfect um candidate for a book and i think this is like this is going to be uh like a britney level well britney britney's book we like reported on britney's book she got what like 60 million dollars i don't remember that doesn't sound right oh let me look. I feel like I barely remember reporting on that book. Like, I feel like it's not happening. No, I remember reporting on it because I had guessed that she would do a book and she did. Of course. Um, Actually, no, it wasn't 60 because I remember being like, wait, that's it? Yeah, that's a lot for like yeah. a memoir. No, you're right. 15 Maybe it was like eight. million. Oh, 15. okay. 15. She'll make more after she outs. I think she will outsell fifteen million dollars in books, and then she'll get like a royalty. Um, who got sixty million? Maybe it was the Obamas or something. Like I don't know why that was in my brain. Um, Maybe it was Prince Harry for his three books. Oh, perhaps, perhaps. So she got fifteen. She deserves more. But like this is, I feel like we're now we're gonna like really get to know everything that went down in that time period. And but it's funny, like we heard about Britney's book a year ago, and like we don't know a title, we don't have a cover. Yeah, but apparently. If she, by the way, if she doesn't name it, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Like goodbye. No, she's not going to name it that because, like, she is a woman now. She wrote but, that like 20 years ago. I'm um, just trying to find the woman, woman in me. Oh, maybe all I need is time. No, all the I, uh, articles that I've said saw say that she's done writing her memoir, but it, there's a hold up. Mm. Its publication date will apparently be delayed due to a lack of paper, according to TMZ. What? eyebrow raised Chop, I'm sure there's by the way like a million people who have to read it I'm sure legal is like all over it because she's already like in such a litigious like moment um I'm sure she wrote a lot about her dad um I think they probably just want to clear you know double check they're saying it's because of a printer shortage but every other book is right it's fine Paris's book is out on time well I don't know I, I just feel like I'll believe that book when I see it Brittany Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Paris writing a book is fabulous. I think that's really what my takeaway from her documentary was like, we need more. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be similar to Jessica Simpson's in the sense of like seeing Paris like we've never seen her before, even though she's been sharing a lot. She has a reality show. She had a documentary. She has a podcast like she is really sharing in every medium. There's something about a book that really cuts to the heart of the matter, unlike all those other formats. Especially from someone who was at the center multiple times of like the most iconic moments in pop culture history. And like, we'll never really know what that was like. Yeah, her book is going to be released under Day Street Books, which is an imprint of William Morrow. And they did Kelly Ripa, Gabrielle Union, and Dave Grohl's books. Mm, so Good stuff. All-star cast. All-star cast. But if I was writing a book right now, like whoever published uh, 
Je- Jessica Simpson, like that's where I would go. Like if Copy I was a celebrity. Copy and paste. If I, were, I would go same publisher, same ghostwriter, mm-hmm. same title, same content inside. Same cover. Same cover, everything. 100%. Same promotional. 100%. Everything. 100%. Yeah. Just open book the sequel. Right. Open book too. Yeah. Anyways, I can't wait to read this. March should be here sooner than we know it. Yeah. And I hope that it is as illuminating as we hope that it's going to be. That'll be a good book. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Some sad news. Al Roker was hospitalized with blood clots in his leg and lungs during his Today Show absence. Al Roker revealed he has been hop- hospitalized for blood clots in his legs and lungs after sparking concern over his Today Show absence. He said on Instagram, so many of you have been thoughtfully asking where I've been. Last week, I was admitted to the hospital with a blood clot in my leg, which sent some clots into my lungs. After some medical whack-a-mole, I am so fortunate to be getting terrific medical medical care and on the way to recovery. He thanked his fans for their well wishes and prayers and said, hope to see you soon. Have a great weekend. Did he say anything? Like, I know, obviously, his health is most important, but did he say anything about the Thanksgiving Day Parade? He didn't. I don't want to speculate. I feel like he could make it. I feel like he could make it too. If he no, takes the thing is, time. I mean, obviously I don't want to put pressure on him, but like if he takes the time for himself, like I think that he could do it if he could do it. And he I know obviously like his health is, is number one priority here, but like I can't remember a Thanksgiving Day Parade coverage that I watched that didn't have Al Roker. Yeah, wow, I'm going to be watching the parade this year because we are up at those hours. This is going to be like the first time in a while. I sometimes catch the tail end of the parade Me and too. then I watch the dog show. But like Harry's going to watch the parade. No, and, and like, he's going to want to watch I have the parade. To say, so your girl is going to watch the parade. I'm going to say, who are these people up here? I have to say, we watched um, every year growing up. And it is by far like my favorite childhood tradition. Like, I want my kids to watch it. Harry has to watch it. Kayla has to watch it. Like Coco Melon will be there. You know, I'm sure there's like a big uh, Moana float, like all the kids favorites. Let's look at what the lineup is. Thanksgiving Day Parade 2022 lineup. It's I like mean, the thanks, performers, like once I turned. Chella. Once I learned like at the age of 14 that nobody was singing live, like the magic was truly lost for me. And it's never really been the same. I don't know why they can't just have people perform like with their vocals, but it's kind of like a circus. Here are the performers. Big lineup. Adam Devine, Sarah Hyland, and Flula Borg are performing uh, together from Pitch Perfect Bumper in Berlin. There's a new Pitch Perfect movie about Adam Devine's character coming out. Okay. Betty Who will be performing. Icon. Big Time Rush. Wow, they're still around. They are. T- TikTok brought them back to life. Blanco Brown. Okay. Cam, your girl. I love Cam. So far, I know I'm five for five on knowing everyone. Dion Warwick. Wow. Details coming soon. Fitz and the Tantrums. Okay, I'm going to say this is the first one I don't know, but I look forward to being moved by them they also co-headlined a tour with Andy Grammer which means that they're an Andy Grammer vibe mm-hmm. which is a vibe that I subscribe to mm-hmm. Gloria Sasha and Emily Estef- Estefan so Gloria oh, Estefan. and her girls the yeah, they have a red table talk yes they do Jordan Sparks she's so thanks Chella she's literally like you know how um Mariah Carey is like the queen of Christmas like she only wakes up on November 1st like I'm telling you, Jordan Sparks wakes up on November 23rd. Like, I'm here. Yeah. Joss Stone, throwback. Correct. Franklin. I think we got the gist. Miss America. Paula Abdul. Okay. Sean Paul. Okay, we got the gist. I'm very, very impressed. I think that... um, if you're like going to be home on Thanksgiving, like there's nothing better than like waking up with the kids and watching. Like that's my favorite tradition. I hope everyone can implement that in their house. I hope so too. Oh, and the floats, it looks like they made some new ones. I feel like uh, the, uh, the floats look a little dusty sometimes. Well, so that's like, the thing. It's time to retire that float. That's the thing about the floats is like they really don't have that long of a shelf life. And some characters for sure are like eternal and forever in our hearts but like it is time to perhaps retire the snoopy one you know what i mean even though like snoopy is so christmas 
he's he's great but we need like updated floats they really don't keep well in no, the thanksgiving and they, like, garage sit in a warehouse in brooklyn for a year and then somebody comes dusts it off and puts it on a bunch of strings it's turnt yeah so i want premium squeaky clean floats that's what i want me too like brand new shiny yeah relevant characters but not too fad worthy you know right, it's, no. a, it's not trendy it's classic it's classic it's a fine line but i expect macy's to walk it i expect them to walk it well every walk year it. no walk flops well. I feel like probably one of the coolest things about living on the Upper West Side, if you live in that part of town, is like having an apartment that looks onto the parade. Like, that's really sick. Yeah. I never have been in an apartment. Like, I've never been invited to like the Upper West Side on Thanksgiving morning. But you went to one Thanksgiving event that was like on the West Side where you could see the parade. Yeah, but like out on the street, which is cool. But like, I'd like to be sitting by a fireplace sipping eggnog looking down through the window, you know? Okay, if it makes you feel better, I don't think that actually is achieved because like one, if you're in an apartment with a fireplace, like, wow, that's rare. There's mm-hmm. not that many. So one, but then like the fireplace isn't right next to the window. So you're either sitting by the fire or you're standing by the window. I'm telling you there's one apartment. Like the the, the ideal, like the situation that I'm envisioning, like big, huge, old windows. Okay. Right, maybe you're not super high up. Like maybe you're on like right, the Right, you need to kind floor. of be like street level. Right, like fifth or sixth floor so you can see the people and the things. And I'm sitting by the couch. The couch is right by the window. And then right across from the couch is a fireplace and perhaps a butler or something. But, but the fireplace like really can't be within the windows. You know, it needs a chimney. It has to be on a wall. Yeah, across from me. I thought you said the windows are across from you. No, no, no. I'm sitting by the window. The couch is by the window. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And it's a big sectional. Maybe I'm in the corner. The Luca <laughs> sectional from Z Gallery? Or yeah. The, or the cloud couch from Restoration Hardware. Like, that is privilege, okay? Like, one of those yeah. apartments. Yeah. And if you have one, please invite Claudia to your Thanksgiving festival. I have to say, like, the toasters, who are, like, all from different walks of life, whenever I say, like, I want, they always, someone will be like, yeah, no, my uncle lives, come. The amount of people who have seriously offered me face value tickets are like, we have an extra ticket, come with us, we live in, it's a, a lot of people in, like, Atlanta and Tampa, which are shows I was not planning on I going. got invited to a box in Atlanta. I, saw. I got invited to a box um, in maybe Tampa. They were like, we are just charging, like, you can hold, like, 25 people. They're like, we're just charging everyone. We bought it, and we're going to fill it with 25 people. So if you want to come, let me know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> She's like, she's like, we're really fun. Like, we love Taylor. We're cool. Like, we'll drink. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, I think I saw the same message. No, I got so many offers for like good seats. I was actually going like, to send it to you. But then I was like, there's no way that I got this and you didn't. Yeah, so. no. So the thing is, for me, I have options. So not to like brag, but like, I'll be fine. Yeah. But like, I think it's different when someone invites you to like their apartment, like on the Upper West Side to watch the parade versus like their uncle like the uncle's a mm. little it's a little weird also <laughs> little fishy also like not that i'm trying to like overstay my welcome but like if you were to invite me um to like come watch a parade from your gorgeous mansion on central park west i would need to spend the weekend because getting to and from your apartment on the day of the parade is just it's not worth it yeah well, i sneezed oh i mean true. if you were open to um taking a horse and carriage you could just take one through the park I'm not open. And then back. No, I'm not open. It's the easiest way to cross town on Thanksgiving. No, if someone just invited me to spend the weekend, like that would work for me. But you don't like to spend that much time in places, actually. You're kind of like in and out. Yeah, no, I'm so in and out. One thing about know me, it's thyself. like... I saw... I think stay till the end of the parade. I think it was Justin Sylvester who like posted like a poll and it was like, if you say you're just going to stop by a party like to say hi and show your face, how long are you staying? If I, if I'm saying like, I'm just stopping by to show, to say hi, 30 minutes. Oh, uh, that's funny. Me, like five. (laughs) Just to prove that I was there. And then they'll be like, oh, she was running around. I didn't see her, but they don't know I'm in the cab. No, I wouldn't go out of my way to go somewhere to be there for five minutes. I wouldn't want to stay longer and torture myself. I feel like 30 minutes is fair. I can talk to a few people, have a snack, go. No, five minutes for me. I thought it was an interesting question. Yeah, what was the consensus? Uh, I, I don't know. I never, I never came back for the results. Are you ready for our next story? Is it the next story that's brought to you by Spritz Society? Spritz, yes. Now that we've officially entered the holiday season, it's time to talk about Spritz Society's biggest savings of the year 
Black Friday. Have you been waiting for the perfect time to try Spurt Society or do you, do you just want to stock up for the holidays? Well, the moment has finally arrived. As a member of our amazing, beautiful, stunning and smart community, we're giving you an exclusive look into the big Black Friday plans. Spurt Society on Black Friday will be 25% off the entire site. Yes, that's 25%. The biggest savings you will ever see on their iconic sparkling cocktails. As you guys know, our code toast is 10%. 25% is huge. And if you want to, you know, you're hosting people for the holidays and you want to stock up, that's a great time if you're ordering a bunch to save 25%. That'll be huge savings. Or if you haven't tried it yet and we're not available in your state and you've been like reticent to try online, now is the perfect time to do it because Black Friday 25% off is is huge. So the Black Friday sale is coming up and you can sign up to be the first to know when the sale goes live. Um, so if you go to the Spritz Society Instagram bio, uh, go to at Spritz, S-P-R-I-T-Z, get the link in their bio. You'll sign up today to be the first in the know when, when Black Friday launches. So again, go to the link in bio at the Spritz Instagram, which is S-P-R-I-T-Z. Um, link in bio, sign up, and then you'll be the first to know about the big Black Friday plans, which is kind of sickening. Sickening. Can't so wait. Spritz is going to go really well. I'm making like, I'm going to make a Thanksgiving Spritz cocktail. Oh, like in a pitcher? Because, yeah, like a nice festive cocktail, but also like using Spritz will make it take half the work, energy, mm -hmm. etc. So mm -hmm. keep you posted on that. Check my IG oh, for more. Do tell. I will. Our next story means nothing to us, but everything to a lot of people. Ellen Pompeo is mm. leaving Grey's Anatomy, and she has immense gratitude for the fans as Meredith Grey is readying to leave Seattle. Ellen Pompeo is thankful for all 19 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. The actress, also known as Meredith Grey, I guess she is the anatomy in which they are speaking. No, actually. I think I thought that once, too. No, no, it is. How does she, I think it's a different spelling. Nope. E-Y-E-Y. -E I thought the hospital was called like Grey's. Seattle Grace. It's not Grace Anatomy. Oh, Grace as in graciousness. It's Grey's Anatomy as in Meredith Grey's Anatomy. So she's like the main character. Yeah, well now she's not because she uh, sent a sweet goodbye message on Instagram to fans after the fall finale last week marked her official final episode of the season. She said, I'm internally grateful and humbled by the love and support you all have shown me, Meredith Grey. She capitalized Grey and the show for 19 seasons. Through it all, none of it would have been possible without the best fans in the world, including Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Literally. You all are riders, and you have all have made the ride so fun and iconic. I also see now she does capitalize random words. So take the gray with a grain of salt. Okay, wait. Okay, so I guess I never really put together that Ellen Pompeo's character like was the main bitch in the show and like mm -hmm. the show was named after her. So like... So the show's over. Right. Sorry. Like, like how do you make a show that would be like, you know, Selena Meyer not being in Veep when the show is called Veep and she's the vice president? No, that's... It, this is actually worse than that. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of like a, a similar... This would be... I can't think right now. If the Kardashians exited right. the Kardashians. Right. So the show is over. Honestly, like it's time. Like nothing good is meant to last this long, honestly. And I feel like the heyday of Grey's was like McDreamy, McSteamy. I don't know. But then like everyone died. Um, <laughs> and like a lot of like the, the OG players left like 10 years ago. So I don't yeah. know what's been going on at the hospital since all those people left. But like and I don't want to know. In the words of the lady in the backseat of the taxi for the Lion King commercial, it is time. It is time. I hope, I mean, no offense to everyone, like the show needs to end. Yeah. This should be the end of the show. I'm sure they'll keep it going for a few more seasons. People are still going to watch. Like the show is a soap opera at this point with right. like 40 seasons. I guess that's fine for it. But like, that's a little wild that Grey is gone from Grey's Anatomy. No, totally. And like, it is kind of crazy that like she stayed on for so long after the show was like, the show was over like years ago. I know. I'll, all I think about when I think about the show is Becca and Tanya. And yeah, I just like need to go check their Instagrams and see Are if they they're okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I also think when I think of Ellen Pompeo was the time El, uh, Becca Tilly like ran into her on the plane and she said no to taking a photo with Becca. Really? But I thought that they've had her on the podcast. I don't know. Becca said she oh wasn't rude. She was just like with her kids and like overwhelmed. Uh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So Becca didn't say it in a negative way, but I just think about that. 
I didn't hear that one. Maybe I'm like yeah. literally making this up, but I swear to no, God, Beck, I, it Bachelor happened. No, Becca Tilly geeks out over flying with Ellen Pompeo. Yeah. She had tweeted, um, if I ask for a pick, will that go well for me? She never felt so safe with Meredith Grey on the plane. I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. If she walks by and sees this, I'll beam with pride. No, that's also, by the way, that's also what I think of. I don't know if she ever asked for the picture. Okay, so maybe I'm like, Oh, she asked the husband to be polite and he said it wasn't a great idea because the kids were there. Okay, sounds like it was a very totally fine exchange. Yeah. Um, So I'm sorry for all the gray girlies that this time is over, but maybe it's time to pick up another show. Like, I I think it's been time for quite some time, so it's definitely time now. Yeah, try Game of Thrones. There's a ton of seasons. Now they have the prequel. Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. Are you ready for a fifth and final story? Fifth and final story for the fifth and final episode of the week? Yeah. It is. Denise Richards' car was shot out while driving with her husband in a road rage incident. This story is so crazy. Denise and her husband Aaron's car was shot out during a road rage incident on Monday in L.A., but the couple is okay. Aaron was chauffeuring the actress to a film studio when the male driver behind them got irritated that they were having a hard time finding the place, TMZ reported on Tuesday. The outlet claimed that Aaron let the upset, upset driver, who was allegedly shouting at them while trying to squeeze in front of their car, pass them. That's when the driver allegedly shot at Aaron and Denise's vehicle, striking the back end on the driver's side. TMZ obtained a photo of the bullet hole in the couple's oh my God. car. Then also, uh, uh, paparazzi got photos of Denise crying on the phone after the shooting incident. Yeah, um, of course. That's where fucking she's crazy. Distressed. Yo, people in this country are not okay, and, mm. and I. It, if you if you've ever been in a car with me, like you know, like I actually really do suffer from road rage. Like people are genuinely moronic and terrible at driving, but like this is so unwell. This person is so sick for this. First of all, you you never know who's in a car. Like there could be kids. Even if there's not kids, it's not okay to kill to shoot. There's anyone. human lives, right? But like Jesus fucking Christ, and, and animal lives. No, it's disgusting. Now, of course, the Bravo fandom has spiraled from this news story because do you remember when Aaron went to the dinner party and was trying to explain to everybody what he did for a living and said that he grew up next to like a nuclear waste facility and he has crazy information on how to treat cancer, but like he can't even talk about it because there's so many people after him. And they follow him. Right. So a lot of people are speculating whether this incident is being, you know, masked as road rage when it's actually nuclear waste facility cancer research bodyguards. Now, it's not, it's plausible. not, it's honestly plausible. not polite to like speculate over someone's traumatic incident, even though no, that's exactly what I I'm doing. I feel like that's not, it's not speculating, like, I, I feel like Aaron would say, Aaron would be the first to say if it was. Right, right. Maybe we'll, maybe, yeah, maybe. And who, who said it was road rage, TMZ? Right, right. Except that Aaron did say like that he was trying to let them pass. right. I don't know. No, this is That's really so scary. Like, honestly. So scary. Also, you, like, you don't actually have road rage because this is road rage. Like, people literally right. shoot each other over road rage. I just saw a story yesterday of this nurse who was shot in a road rage incident. Like, I guess it was, like, two drivers were raging and she was, like, shot not even a part of the As incident. a passerbyer? As a passerby. And then, like, there's a trial going on. I saw the story came up because, like, the nurse's dad, like, lunged at her daughter's killer because she was so enraged. Yeah, as as he should. Yeah. Oh my God. I literally hate this country sometimes. Like collectively, we are so not okay. Like everyone, but with each day that passes, we are all becoming more and more unwell. I relate to my fellow man less and less. Like I walk on the street, I'm like, I don't fucking relate to any of you morons. Like Mm -hmm. everyone is so... I I don't want to keep saying not okay because it's not even a strong enough word. Yeah, I agree. And there's like really nothing happening to make it better, help people, et no, cetera. No, this is terrible. Like except just wielding for, guns on the 405 for no fucking reason. Except for the only uniting force in this country, which is the fucking toast. The fucking toast. I was going to say the same thing. And maybe thing. if everyone started their day, I'm not even kidding. If everyone started the day with a little toast, maybe you wouldn't be so angry. Maybe you no, wouldn't be so I feel crazy. Like a, I feel like a, this is what it is, honestly. I feel like a lot of media and just like, People leave their houses and are constantly confronted by things that are like making them soft. Like we're, we're 
tailoring everything to everyone's needs and the trigger warnings. And I'm not blaming this whole thing on trigger warnings, but I'm just saying like, we live in a society that's like constantly catering to people's every want and desire. And it's like, no, sometimes you're not gonna be confronted by something that you want right. nor desire. And so when you are confronted by adversity, you know, maybe conflict, you don't know how to handle it because you've been coddled. I think one, it's that. And I think two, it's like the media that people consume is so targeted to make them crazy, to make mm -hmm. them scared, to make them fear their fellow man. And it's making for a dastardly environment. No, it's so true. It's so divisive. And here at The Toast, we're going to tell you the hard things. Like you're crying over Taylor Swift tickets. Like you need help. We're going to tell you the hard things. And we're also going to unite the people. We unite the people. The media is dividing Dividing everyone. us. Like making, and even like with COVID, making everyone so afraid of each other. Yeah. No, you know? we need to make, we need to make the toast like the official morning show of America. Because yeah. the people So need we can us. begin to heal. Heal. I, I think that's a beautiful note to end on, seriously. And if you're week. already listening to this episode, you're part Good of the job. solution. You're part of the solution. Congrats. And if you want to be even a bigger part of the solution, like tell a friend about the toast. Share, share it at your Thanksgiving dinner. Like if you can convert one or two people by the end of the year and we will all, you know, the audience will double in size. Like we will be well on our way to healing. McClard, speaking of, we need to do our annual Thanksgiving table conversations episode. Right. So okay, every on year, Patreon. every year, Claudia and I do a Patreon episode that's always requested and it's so good. And it's the fast five stories that you need to know to bring to your Thanksgiving table. So it's interesting stories from the biz news world, art. It's like they're not, not going to be they're divisive. Not celebrities. They're not divisive and they're not celebrity stories. It's like actual interesting stories and news that you can share with your family to foster interesting conversation that people shouldn't be that too won't make over. everyone like clench their buttholes like student debt like we're not talking about that like we're not going to be bringing up topics that you know grandpa and uncle are going to no, be going but you at know it. what you know what we'll have to do a big brief on we'll have to do our research ourselves ftx yes i need to learn more about what's going on in crypto because that's a great thanksgiving conversation starter great thanksgiving combo where did the all money i know go? all i know is something is a mess where did the money go find out at patreon.com slash the toast we're gonna get the answers we're gonna blow this case wide open mm -hmm. so that is our show that was a fabulous week here at The Toast. Thank you all for being a part of it. And thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us, The Toast, and leave a five-star review about how wickedly talented we are. Have an amazing weekend, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow for the last... Three episodes before Thanksgiving. So reminder, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week episodes, no Thursday, Friday. And if you haven't gotten your Toast merch yet, make sure to do that at toastmerch.com. Our holiday collection just dropped. Slippers, pajamas, sweaters, Christmas ornaments, all the things at toastmerch.com. Have a great weekend. Bye.